All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Dropping the Gloves with Tim eating an orange Wurzburger. Hey, or- Tim loves his oranges. Is that a Clementine, Tim? This is the first time I've ever had it. It's, I think it's one of those loves his oranges. cuties, they call it. Oh, it's cute. He's got a cute little orange. He's got water with lemon and cucumbers in it. The guy just loves his body. He's a health fanatic. It's, a, it's a really inspiring to see. You think this happened by accident? Yes, his body. Train wreck of a body, even though he feeds it. Just the tip-top food you could ever imagine. Follow him on Instagram. Post all his pictures of every meal he makes. I just had a dinner before I came here. I made some chicken and asparagus and potatoes. It's delicious. Who just by yourself? Yeah, solo dinner. Yeah. What's the update on that? Delicious. Any update on the romantic front? <laughs> no update. No. You, you asked me yesterday. I know. We're gonna ask you on air. Nothing. Nothing going on. Okay. All right. We're thinking about you. If there's any ladies listening in that are single and eligible, give Tim a try. He's a handsome 29-year-old man, has a good job, good education, could do worse. Nasty hockey. Doesn't play hockey because he injured his shoulder a little bit. I feel pretty good lately, though. I might, I might return for the playoffs this weekend. We'll see. Your captain keeps bothering me to be on his team. Like, we need to fill in. We need to sub. Tell Tim to come back. Really? Yeah. I'm like, I'm never playing on your team. I don't know if, if I should return for a playoff game, but we'll see. No. You need to get your feet wet before. How's the coaching going, by the way? <laughs> what? You said you're going to be a coach? A hockey coach? I know. That was a reactionary move. I was very vulnerable at the time. You were just... It was like two days after the injury. Yeah. You are all gung-ho about it. Those, those kids dodge a bullet. They're all they're all better at hockey for not having me. They coach, are just coach them. so much better at hockey. A whole generation of kids in northern Michigan are saved <laughs> from you, Tim. Oh, they're just gonna they're all gonna make the NHL now. We're have at least have a chance. <laughs> Isn't this funny? That's funny? Isn't this nice? But anyway, thanks everybody for um tuning in. Really appreciate the support. And we thought we'd have a little fun today, not talk about the usual what's going on around the league, which we do love. We just do a little question, maybe a little trivia. It's kind of we'll keep it loose this episode. So, so fans of the show will remember we did this last year. We have a twenty questions 
had some awesome answers, responses, and, and really funny stories that, that we shared on the show. Um, and we wanted to do it again. So we crowdsourced it. We got some uh, questions on Twitter. I've been jotting them down kind of over the past few months. So let's just kind of dive in, John, if that sounds good to you. Let's dive in. In the deep end. Yeah. So, okay. And just kind of gut reaction stuff. We don't want you to think about it too much. It's kind of quick Never hit. Never do. Quick hit type of thing. Done. Okay. Number Question number one. Boom. Who's one player somewhere in your career that you thought this kid coming up was going to be absolutely sick and just never panned out? Benoit Pouliot. Oh. Yeah. He was he a big a good, prospect. He had a good career. Yep. Played for a decade. Never really broke out to be a really, really great. I think he was drafted third overall behind Crosby. Something like that. So he just never really panned out. But, man, great I thought that he was going to be a superstar. So, so good. And you guys came up together in Minnesota, right? Yep. We, we started together. Um, we, we played in Houston together, went to Minnesota, I believe, the same year. And just he just never really um, put it together, which was too bad because he was a – man, did he have hands. Six three, six four, silky mitts, like just really, really high-end talent. And for, for whatever reason, couldn't translate it to the NHL game. Good answer. Next question. Who was the smartest guy you played with? Off ice or on ice? Off ice. Just like off school, ice. school intelligence type of thing. Well, the, me? Can I say myself? Why? I don't think I really ran across someone who was very book smart. Like, there's guys who read books. There was guys who were just into, they had passions. But no one was, like Ryan Miller was very worldly. He knew everything about politics, um, world news. Like, he was very up to... I would say Ryan Miller, if we're going to go that route. Okay. I think he is just really, really smart, but on stuff that, like, 99% of the world has no idea what he's talking about. Like, (laughs) what's going on with um, Israel and Pakistan and stuff over there? And he would talk to me about these things, and I was like, Ryan, I have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> a and B, I don't care. Honestly, I don't care. He's like, have you heard about the Shiites? What they're doing? I'm like, no, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't care. So yeah, Millsy was really kind of bright when it came to that stuff. Like he would read, like, like not even CNN, but like some really, really smart websites and newspapers, like the Wall Street Journal and stuff. Yeah, like that. you, Ryan Miller. All right, who was one player that if they didn't play hockey, they'd still be famous for something else? And what would that be? Uh, can I say modeling? Because there's a lot of good-looking players out there. Or you, do you want a talent? Wherever you, I would you say think? the best soccer player I ever ran through was when I was in. Because before the games, you play sewer ball, and you run across from some really, really, really good soccer players. And I'm trying to think of who was the best. What his name was? Hosa was an unbelievable soccer player. Thomas Kapetsky. Oh, yeah. He was a really good soccer player. And he was a tall guy. So I figure if he didn't play hockey, he would probably be a professional soccer player. He was that good at soccer. Where you'd rip the ball at him and he would just corral it like nothing. I was like, wow. Like, and Anti Lettinen, too. He was another one who was really good at soccer. Like, really, really good. Um, another thing, uh, Owen Nolan, great fisherman. Yeah. And Brian Bickle. They have like fishing shows, those guys. They're both posting Instagrams all the time of what they're catching. There you go. They catch fish and release them. Okay, uh, next question. How long into the fight do you know whether you're going to win or not? 
Um, fifteen seconds. Within the, within the first few punches, I, I realize if I'm going to win or if I'm in trouble. Does it depend on the grip you get? Yeah, and then if that guy can, if he gets a good grip on me, and if he can hit me, if he, if it's going to be a good fight. I remember one time I fought Fraser McLaren. I was like, I'm going to dust this guy, and he blasted me in the face. I was like, Whoa! I did not expect that. And he was like, just it was a good fight. Same thing with Carpenter. We we fought a handful of times, and he would always, and I didn't know this, he would always start off his fight with just a haymaker. And he came in and ripped me one right, right in the face. I was like, boom! Like, holy moly, like, I'm in, a, in for a fight here. So, yeah, 15 seconds, I would say. Whether I'm like, I really, really try in this fight, or I'm just going to breeze through it. All right. Uh, what was the funniest chirp you ever heard on the ice? Well, it's just, they're always directed at me, for the most part. <laughs> Did anyone ever, like, really get you, though? Like, really make a chuckle? Yeah, I always just got a good laugh. And and I know they've been blasted all around YouTube, so everyone has heard, like, you know, when's your fantasy camp over? Or yeah. you make us better? Or his stuff like that. But never, I guess, Otter, Steve Ott was always throwing bar. I, I can't say them. You're right. Because they're, they're fairly vulgar and they're fairly colorful language. But there's just, you know, chirps about people maybe commenting on how they look those are always funny ones if guys are like super ugly they're just ripping into their looks there's so. nothing you can say to those ones oh ugliest guy in the league right here Zach Sortini when I played that guy was just woof <laughs> the face a mother couldn't even love poor guy <laughs> anyways <laughs> I'm looking at him now yikes he is not handsome he's caveman Geico commercials Ugh. yeah not, not a handsome man alright I got a trivia question for you this is not, we're not doing trivia. Who was the first player to get 100 points in the NHL? Can't, uh, Phil Esposito. Whoa! I just saw that on, recently on, online somewhere. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. You got that one. All right, you can ask me a question. Okay. Um, what is your biggest hockey-related pet peeve? My hockey-related pet peeve? Is Jerv going to come up here again? No, no. He doesn't get under my skin that much. I would say my pet peeve is players' protection of their sticks after they tape them, where they get it, they get it perfectly done. It's down to the half an ounce, where they have all the sticks, and you can't touch them. You can't even go near them. You can't even look at them. And if you touch them, if you if you nick the tape just a little bit, they gotta rip off all the brand new tape job and start again. It just stuff like that is just like bizarre. So we would like if, if there was a guy on our team who would who was like that, we just cut their tape a little bit. You would people would be so upset by the pranks NHL players do. Just the lack of regard for equipment, like just cutting sticks, brand new sticks, just to just to make guys annoyed. We had a <laughs> we would cut sticks right in half, but not all the way through. So you'd go out. And as soon as you took your first shot or leaned on your stick, it'd collapse. <laughs> and it, that was a common occurrence. You would, like, bend the blade enough so it, it didn't break, but then it would break. You'd cut the knob a little bit so the knob would snap off. You would just cut laces. You would It's just, like, ruin equipment. And these sticks were, like, $250 sticks, and they were just, like, we treat them like toothpicks. Like, let's say we're going to cut all these guys' sticks and just see what happens at the beginning of practice just because it would be funny. <laughs> and like six guys would just go to lean on a shot and boom! And then like another guy would do it and I was like, 
three grand with a six down the drain, we'd be dying in the corner laughing. So I don't know. I think the the care people take about their equipment, and if you like move it a little bit, they're just rattled and they can't even perform and they can't even think about what what happened. How did you ruin my life? That's strange. Yeah. All right. Who is the first player in NHL history to score? This is an easier one. An even strength, a power play, a shorthanded, and an empty net goal in the game, and a penalty shot in the same game. So All five, five goals. Full, even strength, power play, shorthanded, penalty shot, and an empty net goal in the same game. I'm going to say Gordie Howe. No. Gretzky. No. Keep going. Um, You're going to get it. Yeah, Lemieux. Lemieux did it. I thought everyone knew that one. I never heard that before. Yeah, it's a pretty cool stat. You got all of them versus New Jersey. Who, who, which player did you respect the most? Oh boy, I honestly, I really the Sedins and then uh, Zetterberg. Zetterberg, Why? he would get abused nonstop every single game, and he wouldn't even get upset. He would just go about his business and just play. A hard game. It's not like he shied away from the hard areas. It's not like he didn't play physical. Zetterberg would throw his body around him. And he just really, really was an ambassador to the game. And he was just a really, really great player. I respect those guys who go in the go in the corners, they do the they do the dirty work. Other teams game plan around them. Like, listen, we gotta lean on Zetterberg, we gotta lean on these guys, we're gonna hack him, we're gonna slash him, we're gonna slow him down. And they still battle through it. They don't whine to the referees. They don't complain, and they still put up three points a night. It's just a really, really respectful thing to do. Okay, my turn. Who has the most... All right, who has played in the most regular... Oh, sorry. Which NHL player has the most regular season NHL wins in his career? Um, Broder. Ooh, same team. Same team as the Devils? Same team as Brodeur, but not Brodeur. Uh, I have no idea then. Scott Stevens. Uh, I was just assuming goalies for the wins. Yeah, but players are on the ice too. The Next up is Messier. Wins. Huh? Alright. Well, you know, like, that's not clear. Sorry, anyways. Go ahead. Your turn. Okay, so this is a, a longer question, but I'm, I was thinking about like all the stuff that happens in the game. When I was in Minnesota a couple weeks ago, like the fan stuff, like the kiss cam and, and the prizes that drop from the ceiling, and a lot of it's happening during those, like when they clean the ice. So the players are on the bench or on the ice when it happens. I'm sure like at some point you become down to it. But what, what do players, do you ever watch, do you ever watch the Jumbotron? Do you ever kind of, is that on your radar at all? Do you care about it? Or is it just kind of like a nuisance? Is it annoying? Yeah, you being a player who didn't play very often, you watch the Jumbotron. You, they, they, they do the games, the sections where you're cheering, you're going for your Zamboni or your horse or wherever it may be. So you, you watch that. You kind of are watching around. You try to pick out your parents if they're in the stands. You're, you know, you're trying to pay attention to the game. You're talking to the guys around you. But, yeah, you, you, it, you're human. You have to. So you're just trying to stay entertained during the game. But if, if you're – playing a regular shift and you're in the game usually when it's a commercial you're talking to other players around you, you're, the coach is giving you tips, you're getting a swig of water you're doing something with your tape, you're switching on your gloves, you're not really concerned with the jumbotron, but a guy like me you know, I, I check it out I'm talking to the, the backup goalie, the best was when I could sit by the backup goalie, we just shoot the breeze the whole game, that's where I would try to angle try to sit by the backup goalie which was hard because they're usually opening up the door or right. on the end of the bench but 
in some rinks you got to sit with them and you just kind of like Colorado the door was off the end of the bench a little bit so there was a few seats on that side and I would just always I'm like alright I'm out of here and I go and sit over there and talk coach, to the goalie coach forgets you're on the team nah they, they know I'm there but I, listen I know what's up and the coach probably appreciates it too I'm not looking back I'm like I get on the ice so yeah. Like, yeah you can go John alright uh, next one if you can make one rule change in the NHL what would it be instigator rule gun hands down easiest rule to take out instigator rule see you later and we actually talked about it last week or last episode, I would take out the goalie playing the puck. You can hit him. I think that'd be fun. It it it'd make things a little more interesting for the goalies. Obviously, goalies would be at concussions left and right for the first few years, but it'd make them second guess playing that puck. All right, Tim, who was the youngest player to get under hundred points first in the NHL? Youngest player to reach hundred points. First one to get hundred points. Youngest one. So let me clarify. Who was the youngest person to get hundred points in a season? In a season. We got we got a yeah, up here. Uh, I, I don't even have a guess. Canadian Gretzky. team, Canadian no Canadian team, same era as Gretzky. Played for the Winnipeg Jets, not team with Solani. Korea, no. Korea never played for the Jets. Okay. No. First name Dale. Howard Chuck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was eighteen years old. Eighteen years, eleven points. months, hundred wow. points. Um. What was your most embarrassing moment on the ice not related to a fight? Um, I would say one of my first games in Chicago. I was playing defense. It was a nationally televised game. We were playing Detroit. I went to pivot backwards. Yuri Hoodler was coming down on me, and I must have clipped my toe, went down. Hoodler goes down, goes shelf. I was like, come on, man. I thought you were rookie year. No, in Chicago, so oh, probably Chicago. my third or fourth year. I was like, man, what a way, way to make a first impression. Also, another embarrassing moment, we were in Dallas, and they had Adam Burrish at the time. The reason I don't really care for Adam Burrish, he went behind me during a TV timeout and pretended like he couldn't skate and gave like the three-year-old like loose ankles and like, started dragging his feet. <laughs> and everybody started laughing in the whole stadium. I was like, what is going on? I turn around, and I see him doing this. I just went Brett Ross. I tried to get at him. I was like, you piece of garbage. Oh, so embarrassing. So, uh, so embarrassing. Is that on video anywhere? I hope not. I don't think so. Or else I would have been memed or whatever you do nowadays with the kids. I'm going to send merch to anyone. Any listener that finds a video of that, I will send you some merch. Yeah, um, Tim's merch. What is your favorite goal of all time? Not yours. To watch. To watch. Oh, gosh. We talked about Bobby Ryan's last episode, too. That was a fun one. I am a fan of the coast-to-coast goals where you pick the puck up. Datsuk has a really, really good one where he picks the puck up in his zone and he slowly dangles through the – I think it was versus Nashville as well where he goes through the whole team and he has this really great finish and he buries. So it's a Datsuk coast-to-coast goal where he literally dekes out every player on the ice, puts the puck through him, goes around him, you know, throws the puck through his legs – and then just deeks the goalie out. It was really look it up. Datsu coast to coast to coast goal. It was pretty pretty cool. You probably get like fifty results if you Google that. Well, I know, but it's yeah. it's a coast to coaster. Okay, question for you: Who was the which person has the most first team All Star selections during his career? So they do the All Star selection. They used to, and they used to do a first team. 
Much what? like the All NBA, the, yeah. the All what, NHL. Uh, what era are we talking? I'll give you. I'll give you the. I'll give you four names: Gretzky, Bobby Hall, Ray Bork, or Gordy Hell. Which one has the most out of those four? I'm gonna say Bobby. Ray Bork, you are just striking out here. <laughs> yeah, thirteen. Okay, thirteen first All Star good for Ray. appearances. Yes. Which arena in the in the NHL had the worst ice consistently? No, well that is uh, it, it's tough because there was some bad ice. Like when I Brooklyn had terrible ice when they switched to Brooklyn, it was just awful, awful ice. But then the teams down south, they're kind of handcuffed because they just it is what it is. The Madison Square Gardens was always bad because there was always taking out a basketball court or something before the game. So that was really, really terrible. But I, I would go with probably Florida. Terrible ice. Yeah. Awful, slow, slushy. Just and that's the thing. Nowadays, it's not as big of a factor because they pretty much zamboni the ice every five minutes, so it's not an issue anymore. When I started in the league, they didn't have that, and so the snow would build up, they would accumulate, and it just would really slow the game down. But now that's not even an issue anymore. So ice is you get fast ice, but it's not like you have slow ice. It's really bad. Edmonton's the best ice in the league. It's just super fast. Never really have any snow build up. It's just you're skating on hard ice, which is it's just really really fun to skate and pass on that kind of ice. It just makes hockey so much easier. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. Good stuff. Good, good. stuff. Who led? <laughs> no, go ahead. What was the best hockey advice you were ever given? I would say when I was in Minnesota, I was playing defense. Jacques Lemaire. Um, came up to me it was after my first few weeks there and he said you're trying to do too much he's like what are you good at what are you good at and I'm like well I'm good at you know playing defense you know playing physical and just that's about it (laughs) not getting scored on I'm like that's penalty killing stuff like that he's like okay are you good at passing I said yeah and he literally asked me, are you good at passing? I'm like, yeah. Are you good at scoring? Yeah. Are you good at jumping in the rush? Nah. He's like, well, then why are you trying to do those things? Don't try to do that. Be good at what you're doing, what you're good at. Be an expert at those things, and you will play in the NHL. You have a long career. If you don't, if you try to do something you're not good at, you'll be out of this league very fast. And that's what I started to do. I just made focused on those things every game. I didn't try to do too much, and 10-year career. That's great advice. Yeah, or are you hoping for a trivia question? No, no, that's great advice. Right, I was just right, thinking about right. it. Okay, okay. Um, what do you think is the nerdiest thing about you? The nerdiest thing? Yeah. I used to do constant crosswords in the NHL. That's what I would do before games. Before pregame skates, if you were to find me in the rink, I would be most likely doing a crossword. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in the trainer's room busting out a crossword. I'd be in my stall doing a crossword. Other guys would be like getting ready for the game. You're at the end of the bench doing a crossword. Yeah, if I could. <laughs> I, that's that's what I would do for fun. I would do them on the bus. I would do them in the room. I would do them anywhere I could get my hands on a crossword. I bought an app on my phone just so I would have a constant stream of crosswords. I love doing crosswords. I've kind of fallen away with that just because I'm busy doing random stuff. But, man, I love my crosswords. That makes me a nerd. So be it. All right, so I want to get into some of the fan questions here. Those weren't fan questions? Those were from you? Those were all me. Damn. Um, 
Ryan Nolan wants to know if you were on the power play on defense, who's your ideal D partner of any era? If I am on the power play and I'm looking yep. for a partner, yep, D partner. I would say a guy like Scott Niedermeyer. <laughs> He's so good. Just give him the puck. He can lug it up, gain the zone. And I'm just going to set up on the right wall and just look for one-timers. I don't want the puck on my stick. Niedermeyer can handle that. Or a guy like Eric Carlson can do that too, where he just can lead the rush himself and not have to worry about it. The most terrifying thing for me on a, on a breakout, be it five-on-five, five, and the rare time I was on five-on-four, is when you have a controlled breakout when the when the opposing team is playing uh, in a trap, the centerman swung to one side, the D-man swung to the other side, and the D-man would come up from behind the net. I'm just like, please do not pass it to me. Oh, please don't pass it to me. That I was so terrified my whole career. They'd give it over to me, and I would it, the pressure's on because I know I'm having a guy coming at me fast. Are you your last man back at that point? No, because there's a guy coming out from behind the net who okay. gives it to me. But I know as soon as he passes it to me, the way traps work, I have a guy coming across and a guy coming down. They're pinching down on me, and I have to make a decision. And I'm just, like, panicking. Like, do I look across the ice, try to look for that pass, or I just shove it up the boards and just say, here you go, winger. Oh, terrible. Terrifying moments on the ice. Um, <clears throat> Jamie Bishop wants to know, when you were playing, did you ever see or watch a teammate take a beating and be just fine with it? Cal Clutterbuck got beat up pretty good in Minnesota. I was okay with that. Yeah. I wasn't uh, shedding a tear. When he uh, got his... He didn't get beat up bad, but I was like, yeah, he kind of deserve it. Um, another tweeter wants to know, I'm not going to repeat their, their Twitter handle, but uh, they said, if offered, would Big John Scott take a job as the head of Department of Player Safety? Yes, of course. That'd be great. I, uh, I don't know. Cause you, you, I would take it, obviously, such a high-profile job. I probably wouldn't like it, but I would take it. It's, it's a lose-lose job. You're going to get criticized no matter what you do. So, but yeah. Um, Mark wants to know, how do, how do coaches handle teammates on their squad? That's the use of squad there, Mark. Did he put it in parentheses? Like nope. he's just trying to like no. stir up trouble? How do they handle players on the squad who don't like each other? And have you seen any line mates who didn't like each other but play well together? Yeah, it happens all the time. Guys don't like each other on every team. There's always, like literally you're in San Jose. There's a couple guys those guys didn't like. So it's just, it is it is what it is. Coaches don't really deal with, deal with it. We're grown men. I've never seen an effect on ice play. You don't like each other. You just don't hang out with each other. It's not like the coach is babysitting us. If the coach has to do that, there's something wrong. Like I've never seen a fist fight in the locker room or anything like that. Like I've seen it on the ice, you know, on practice and stuff like that, where guys right. don't like each other and they fight. On the ice, never off the ice. It's never really translated into the locker room or anything like that. You just stay away from the guy. I dislike plenty of players. Lots of players I've played with I, I didn't really get along with. But, you know, you're making millions of bucks. You just kind of play through it. It's not hard to. Okay. Uh, two more questions. Okay. Uh, the first one is from Aaron Jameson. He wants to know, as an enforcer, how much time did you spend practicing regular hockey skills versus fighting and enforcer skills um, off season I would say it would be 70-30 in favor of what 70 working on my game 30 working on my fighting mid season it's you're not working on your fighting at all it's all hockey so that's that's the ratio there because once you you know you're not gonna I know some guys jump on a box a heavy bag I never did that I just you know you, pl you play around after practice at the end of the day you're all kids 
playing a, playing a game. So you're always wrestling after practice. It's kind of fun. Like there's these guys who are 30 years old, and you're grabbing guys. You're like guys would attack me and try to throw me down. So I'd have like three guys, and I'd be like dangling Domi yeah. this way, and Duclair would come at me, and Shane Doan would be charging at me. I'd like be trying to wrestle all these guys. And every team that you would have that after practice. It's like a dad playing with his kids. Yeah, and it's fun. Like you just. You know, wrestle around and guys come up. Yeah, can, I, can you teach me how to fight? Teach me something. And you wrestle around with like the skill guy. You know, which which is you keep you sharp a little bit. But no, other than that, you would never. I never worked on it during the season. All right, last question. Yeah. What is the most random thing that you could give a forty-five minute lecture on without any preparation? The most random thing. Yeah. Well. I'm a practicing Catholic. I could give a, a speech about Catholicism. I don't think many people know that. I could give it a long speech about Catholicism. I think it'd be great. Yeah. But other than that, I think um, how to change a diaper. <laughs> how to change your brakes. Tim doesn't know how to do that. Just got new brakes on his car. He was like complaining about it to me the other day. I'm like, do the brakes yourself. Yeah, and I don't even have to sniff at that. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I could give it a lecture on that. Stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm very worldly, Tim. You got handy stuff like that. I'm a handy dandy type, type of guy. That's it. That's all, all the questions. That was fun. Uh, yeah, that's a, a good one. Hopefully your microphone worked. You've been stressing out about it. Well, uh, yeah. I'm watching the meter's not running the way it's supposed to be. This could just be a me answering nobody's questions episode. <laughs> we're going to have to come back tomorrow night. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. But anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We love the questions. It's super fun to hear what people kind of think about. And it makes me kind of think back. And all, all these stories I brought up, I would never have thought of them if I didn't get asked these questions. So it's cool. It's a blast. Like those are the stories we need to get out of you. Like we need to. It takes these prompts to like, oh yeah, like oh this type of thing happened or that thing happened. I'm like, John, that's incredible. You, story. We, we had a, we were texting the other day, and I, I talked to little Vetchkin saying something to me. He's like, we got to talk about that on the air. What are you doing? I'm, uh, so I have all these stories. I just never think. Of them. Yeah, it's funny. Good stuff. Good stuff, everybody. Well, happy uh, whatever it is drops Thursday. This well, is Friday, so have a great weekend, everybody. It's Thursday today. I just figured maybe get it on Thursday. So today's Tuesday. It's Thursday. Check your calendar, Tim. Today's Thursday. Anyways, everybody, I hope you have a good weekend, and we will see you next week. Cheers.